This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you order wine in a restaurant the wrong way? Do you make condolence letters about you? Do you ask people how much money they make? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I can make. Everybody, it's Nick Layton. Emily Abonema. And we're in New York today. And let's just get right down to it with our moose bouche. Happy mouth. <laughs> Happy mouth. So for today's moose bouche, I want to talk about the wine ceremony in a restaurant. So you've been in a restaurant. I have, I have. And so somebody's ordered a bottle of wine and you see that the bottle comes and then something happens. Yeah, it's like a whole thing that makes me anxious. It's a whole thing. So there's no need to be anxious if you know what you're supposed to do. Okay. So here's what you're supposed to do. So the whole point of this little exercise is not to decide, do I like the wine? Is the wine delicious? Does the wine have notes of cherry in it? That's not what this is about. All this is about is to determine, is this what I ordered? And is the wine actually good and not turned? Okay. That's the whole thing. That's it. So the bottle arrives. And so the sommelier, the wine guy, will present you the bottle of wine. And he should do it having the label face you. And the point of this is to see, is this what I ordered? And most importantly, is this the vintage I ordered? Okay. Because shader restaurants might switch the vintage on you. Or if they run out of the vintage you order, they might just sort of swap it out. And Mm. if you don't notice, you don't notice. Check the year. You just want to look at the bottle and be like, yes, this is what I ordered. Okay, great. So then you confirm this and you nod or you say yes. And then they will open the bottle and then they will take the cork out. And so here is where it gets a little controversial. The cork is presented to you. Whether or not you should smell the cork or not is up for great debate. Oh. But what you are looking at in the cork is, does it look okay? Is it crumbly? Is it the right cork for this wine? If you've ordered something very expensive, like there might be a brand name on the cork and you just want to make sure like, oh, does that match the wine producer on the bottle? Right, you want to make sure it's not like a screw top. Uh, you you <laughs> def- also want to note, should this have a cork? Is this a box? <laughs> so you definitely want to just be mindful that the cork matches the bottle and the cork looks fine. Some people say that there's not much information to be gleaned from smelling the cork. Some people say you should definitely smell the cork. So smell, not smell. That's on you. Live your journey. What you should not do is 
lick the cork. Oh, God. Do not lick the cork. Even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. We know so that I'm an animal. You know it's too far <laughs> to lick the cork. So don't lick the cork. But what you are trying to look for is like, does it smell moldy or musty or does something smell wrong with the cork um, if you're going to smell it? So then you want to taste the wine. So they're going to pour you a little wine in the glass. And this is where a lot of people will be tempted to make a joke, which is like, oh, is this all I get? Somalis have heard this. It is not funny. Mm -mm. And so let's just like not say that. So they're going to pour a little wine out into the glass and you might want to like look at the wine to check the color against maybe a, a white napkin or tablecloth just to see if something looks off on it. You can swirl it if you want to release the aromas at this point. Some people say you should taste it before you smell it. So there's debate, but either way, might want to do a little swirling, release the aromas. I like to swirl while I keep the glass connected to the table. Oh. That prevents you from like getting too crazy with it. Mm. And what you're wanting to smell for is, does it smell musty? Does it smell like wet newspapers? Does it smell acidic? Like what's happening? But if it smells fine, then you will take a taste and you're going to be tasting for these same things. You also want to taste like, does it taste like it almost was cooked? Like, does it taste sort of thin? Does it smell sort of jammy? So you want to kind of like determine, is there anything wrong? Right. If there's nothing wrong and it looks fine, then what you say to the sommeliers, it's fine. That's all you have to say. That's the end of this adventure. And then they will pour the wine in there. You just say it's fine? It's fine. Yeah. You can say it's good. Okay. This is not your opportunity to talk about like, I love it. It has these notes. This is how I feel about it. Like you're welcome to say that if you really feel inclined and the Somali will indulge you, but that's not what this exercise is about. It's just to determine is the wine fine or not fine. Okay. It's a binary choice. I feel like you really took the stress out of this. So if it's not fine, then have someone else at the table, give a second opinion. Same glass. You just pass it over. You could do that. Sure. Or you could have them pour a second glass. And then if they say it's not fine, then you would kick it back to the restaurant and be like, mm, we're smelling this thing. Would you check it out? Okay. And so then the restaurant may say, oh, no, that's how this is supposed to be. And if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know this wine, then you have to decide whether or not you take their word for it or not. Okay. But that's a separate question. Okay. So in this little adventure, this is how you handle the whole wine ceremony thing. Okay. I mean, that seems manageable. And now we know. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. It is. Almost more than half. <laughs> 65%. Yes. Yes. And we're back and it's time to go deep. Oh, like the abyss. And like the abyss, Pretty I want to talk about writing a condolence letter. Mm-hmm. This is big. This comes up. A lot. And this is kind of like being an adult. Yep. People in your life death happens yep. to them or to family members or people they know, it happens. Yep. And so there are times when a condolence letter is very appropriate. Yep. And so the question is, what's the right way to do it? I have so many thoughts on this. Bring it. I had a friend whose child passed, which is obviously a, the nightmare of all nightmares. Horrible. And um, this was before everybody had cell phones, but it, you know there wasn't the online thing where people post and mm -hmm. da, da, da. And the friend who reached out to tell all of us was like, don't text her, don't call her. I'm sure she's in the worst place. You know, leave her alone. I'm sure this is so hard. We don't want to bother her. And they were coming from a good place. And I called my mom because I was so upset. And my mom was like, absolutely don't do that. What happens is that everybody pulls back and then that person feels alone. Yeah. Um, so I immediately just called and I left a message and, you know, I just said there, I'm sorry. And I'm thinking of you. And she got back, you know, when I saw her, she was like, thank you so much. So many people didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so I always, even if it feels uncomfortable, I make sure I send a card or I call just, I think the priority is so that person doesn't feel alone. Yeah. And the word alone, I think is key here. 
Because I think when you have a loss, and this actually goes for any type of loss, I mean, certainly of a, a loved one, but also like a job loss yep. or a relationship, like a loss is a loss. And sometimes it does make somebody feel alone. Yes. And so knowing that you're not alone, I think is important. Yeah. And that people are thinking of you. And etiquette is about thinking about other people. Yeah. And so, yes, I think sending a note uh, is the correct advice. And whoever your friend was, was like, ignore this person that well, no, they were just loss. so afraid that we would say the wrong thing or that that person needed space. So I think the worst idea is to get so worried about saying the wrong thing that you do nothing. Right. Well, let's talk about what to say. Mm -hmm. So I think baseline, it needs to be handwritten. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We are not texting. We are not doing a thumbs down on Facebook. Oh, yeah. We're not like none of that. It does need to be handwritten and it does not need to be on special stationery. Uh, assuming it's not like a Garfield card right. or something. But like it could even just be on an eight and a half by 11 blank piece of paper. Yep. And I think you just want to acknowledge that this thing has happened and you want to express your sympathy for this. And I think it's nice to share a memory if you knew the person. Like I think the person receiving this really appreciates hearing some anecdote or just some nice thing that you remember specifically about the person who's dead. Oh, I think that's very nice. I think that's very nice to include. And if you didn't know the person, then it's sometimes nice to maybe try and say something nice that relates to that person and your friend. So like, let's say you had a, a friend whose parent died. You might want to say something nice about like, oh, clearly, you know, they must have been great mother because clearly you're so wonderful friend. Right. And I'm glad to have you in my life. Right. And I'm thinking of you during this time. I think that's very like, nice. Kind of nice to sort of try and tie it together if possible. So I think that's very important. You want to definitely like be specific with the person's name and you don't want to like try and be too flowery. Yeah. You want to be very just sort of, Simple and straightforward. Also, you do want to come up with your own phrasing. You do not want to go Google this because if you do, you and everyone else is going to have a sympathy note that has the exact same phrasing. So it's, you're going to be like sharing in your sadness as you remember Dan, which has more than half a million hits on Google. Oh, wow. If you look up like what to say in a condolence letter. So don't do that because <laughs> now this person is going to get all these cards that have this exact same phrasing. And now that's really weird. Right. Sharing in your sadness. Yeah. Sharing in your sadness as you remember Dan. Also, if you didn't change the name. Right. That would be very weird. <laughs> very weird. So yeah, you definitely want to come up with your own phrasing. I don't think you want to use the word died or dead. No, I always say passed on. Passed. Or you can say it in a way that you don't even need to or say. Or say lost. I often start my condolence letters with... I was so sorry to hear the sad news about Chad. Yes. So we know what the sad news is. There's no confusion about the sad news. Right. Everybody knows who's reading this letter, what we're talking about. And I think that's fine. This letter is not your opportunity to ask questions. Oh, yeah. So this is not a Q&A. No, definitely not. How did you what die? Happened? Oh, my goodness. And this is also not your opportunity to make it about you. Yes, this happens. Like, you know who died. Oh, that happened to me. And I recently watched that happen. What? Somebody, I was in a conversation where one person just had somebody pass and this other person just jumped in. And I was like, I think this person is in the middle of a feeling. And then you want to talk about something that happened to you. I understand that it was coming from a wanting to relate, mm -hmm. but like let the person, they're sharing, they're having a feeling, you know? Yeah. And I think the impulse to relate is understandable, but is not appropriate in this situation. No. Like if you've had someone in your life that's died, I don't think this is the occasion when you want to relate that feeling. Like, yeah. oh, well, when my mother died, I remember this time. And so I get what you're going through. This is actually not a helpful yeah. sentiment. But I do think people 
most of the time mean it from a good place. They just don't know what to say. People always mean well, but the road to hell is paved good intentions. But people don't always mean well. But I do think what, you true. know when somebody means well and they didn't mean it that true. way. And if somebody means well and they just said the wrong thing, then like, let's not get hung up yeah. about it. Right. But uh, we're talking about like, we've written the letter and we have the opportunity to not make mistakes. Yes. So in this conversation, I'm trying to tell everyone. Yeah. If you write that in your letter, throw it away, write a new one. <laughs> right. Start over. And then lastly, I think you might want to offer to help. Yeah. Or just offer that you are available for something specific or not specific with the knowledge that they're not going to probably take you up on it. Yeah. But it's nice to offer. I always say, because I feel I also don't want to be like, let me know if you need, because I used to say, let me know if you need anything. But then now I say, let me know if you want to talk. Sometimes people just want to talk mm -hmm. or not talk. You know, they want to go out and not talk about it. Yeah. Let's just like go and do normal brunch. Yeah. So I say, you know, I'm available to talk about it if you mm -hmm. need an ear or we can just go do something and not talk about it at all. Yeah. And so when you send this letter, I don't think you should expect a reply. No. Certainly not right away. And I think it's nice to acknowledge people who have sent you these letters, either when you see them next, like, oh, thank you so much for sending that card. It was really nice. Or maybe some point down the line, you might want to write them back or, you know, at least email or text them back. But I think this is one occasion when, like, you do not necessarily have to acknowledge Yeah, people are in the middle of it. Etiquette gives you a pass. Yeah. So that's the thought there. It is just letting people know that you're thinking of them and mm -hmm. they're not alone. And it's a whole part of Weaving a web of kindness. Oh, put that on a pillow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just to let people know. It's a real downer, Leah. It's not a downer. It's, I mean, it, of course it's a downer, but it's also like, it's how you have friend groups and yeah. family members and you take care of each other. Takes a village. Yep. Or even just three really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, where you grew up, that was a village. <laughs> and I appreciate it very much. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes. And now you see how the title is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, so much is going on in this town. So much is going on. We already, we started at 10. And then yeah. we keep going up. But I will say the lead, she is so good. She's unbelievable. Why are they better actors over there? She is incredible. Yeah. And just, yeah, the way the storytelling is done and the way it's shot, like, oh, it I, it, it got me. It got me. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. so glad. I knew you would love it. I was like, this is great storytelling, great acting. Also, I sweat. I break a full sweat in that show. So you out there, check that out and check out all the stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I am loving getting to pick my Books of the Months. Is that the appropriate way to pluralize it? I'm loving getting my books of the month, but for multiple months now. So books of the months. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy to order. It's super convenient. Their selection is wonderful. And this month I picked The Ministry of Time, which sounds wild. It is about a civil servant who's helping to manage some government program where time travelers from other eras like come to help with something. And then they apparently fall in love. What? So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this. <laughs> you know, love happens. And you out there, you're going to love <laughs> Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code 
Pedals. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code Pedals to get your first book for just $5. And we're back, and now it's time to take questions from the wilderness. Oh, I love that. So this is your opportunity to send us questions, and then we'll answer those questions. And we're really giving our best effort. This is our best shot. Yes. Nick's going to give you the real answer, and I'm going to give you like the one time that it doesn't happen that way. I make no promises, but Leah definitely will always give you the one exception. (laughs) So our first question is a voicemail. So let's listen to that now. Hi, Nick and Leah. Today is my last day at my job. What's the proper etiquette for saying farewell to my colleagues? Thank you. I wish we had more backstory on this because I want to know, are you leaving for another job? Are you leaving because, you know, you're doing, you're moving? Are have you, you been leaving? indicted? Have, yeah. Have you been arrested for something? Do you hate everybody? You know, are you excited to be going? So on some level, I don't think it matters. Oh. I think because this was not a prison voicemail, this person is not indicted. And the tone suggests that like they're leaving on their own volition. Okay. But I think it doesn't matter. Oh, I think it matters. Well, <laughs> no, because the impulse is like to go out in a blaze of glory mm-hmm. and burn those bridges, which, hey, I love spite. I love going down with the ship. But <laughs> I think you, what you want to do is just be nice about it because good etiquette is not about closure. Like you never get closure and have good etiquette. Etiquette is inherently about leaving it open ended. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Oh, did I? I just feel like I was that emoji with it has the head coming up. <laughs> yeah. Etiquette is not about closure. Definitively. I mean, I, I feel like, especially with people that you had a nice relationship with. Sure. But even if you didn't, even if you hate all the people you worked with, you're not going to get closure in this email. Certainly not if you write an email that's like halfway polite. So I no, think- No, you can walk by their desk and be like, suck it up. <laughs> so I think the nice thing to do or the correct thing to do is you basically just say, hey, everybody, today's my last day. So are we sending a group email? Oh, right. So I think we're sending an email. And I think we're sending an email to like the people you work with. So not like company-wide, 100,000 people worldwide, if like people don't know you in the Singapore office. And I think you're just sending a, hey, today's my last day. Really enjoyed working with all of you. Talk to, you know, Lisa and Chad about any projects that you might need me for. They're handling it now. And here's my personal email address. Hope to stay in touch. Thank you. So you're going to send your personal email address to all of these people, not just the people you were friends with. I don't think you have to send your personal email address. I think you could send like your LinkedIn profile if you wanted. I think it's nice to send some sort of contact info if you don't hate these people. Okay. If you do hate these people and like, I never want to see you ever again, then yeah, obviously don't. Then you just send the, thank you so much. Great working with you. Right. And then your email gets turned off your corporate email and then like it bounces and and that's it. You're out. Okay. So I think that's the way I would handle it. Cause you're not going to, there's no way to write an email that is satisfying. Oh yeah. No, I wasn't thinking an email. I was thinking of a walk by with like a darty eye. You know what I mean? Oh, that'll show them. Give him a stink eye. Just for you. That'll make when the When you point. walk by, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, maybe you take something out of the fridge that was theirs. I don't know. <gasps> oh. I mean, that's real dangerous. Wow. Or leaving your stuff in the fridge oh, after Friday oh, at five o'clock. Yeah, that is. Or you just take a tuna fish sandwich, put it in the microwave. Oh my goodness. Five minutes, walk away. That's wild. That's <laughs> wild. No, I think if you're leaving your job, because you never know when you're going to run into these people again. 
Like, I don't know any industry in which you could ever burn a bridge and it'll never come back. Oh, you'll always see all of these people again. Like, it's just That's just the way life works. Right. So I think you always just want to keep it light, keep it breezy, and just do it that way. I mean, I act like I would walk by and do a, a hard eye, but I'm always like, thank you so much. I was so happy to be here. I hope yeah, you're great. for you. Like, who are you kidding? Yeah, who am I kidding? Who are you kidding? So yeah, that's not gonna happen. So our next question comes from a professional golfer. I'm a professional golfer and I'm working to get on the big tour, but right now I am struggling to play events for money that's a fraction of what I might earn on the LPGA. And right now I'm dealing with people asking me how much money I'm making. Am I making any money? This is what people ask. People on flights, people on my golf course. Who does that? How do I respond? I actually have a lot of people do this to me as well. So this is a very interesting conversation. So in general, asking people how much money they make is rude. Yeah. For me, something feels a little sexist about this question. Oh, it's definitely, I think, probably sexist. Because I'm pretty sure if she was a man on like the golf circuit, she would not be getting the same level of questioning. I think that people feel like they're allowed to ask women more things because there's this idea that we're public property. Whoa. Okay. You know, when are you having kids? Why did you change your hair? How much money are you making? Can you make a living doing that? Mm. Why aren't you completely available to me? Right. You know. Yeah. I don't know, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard. I've read in books. And it's also hard to set up that boundary where you're like, oh, you really can't ask me this. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to sort of set that boundary to a perfect stranger without just being very rude. Right. Yeah. And also there's two layers to this because sometimes people are like, oh, golf, you must be you must be making so much money, you know, or they're being like, can you make a living doing that? Mm. So either I feel when people ask, they're assuming that you're just like rolling in dough Mm -hmm. or they're like, are you serious that you can make a money? So Mm. either way, it feels like a bit of a. Yeah, it's rude. Yeah, it's just... At the end of the day. Yeah, you're like, I don't know which which end I'm getting insulted Yeah, I don't know on. why I'm insulted, but I know I am. It's definitely an insult. I mean, I guess the response, because I feel like you feel like you want to say something. Yeah. So I think the response I would offer is something like, how lucky I am to be doing what I love and just leave it there. That doesn't answer the question, but is a response of some sort. So there are words coming out of your mouth that is acknowledging this person and then that's it. I think there's a part of this that's also that she's like, she's working her butt off to move up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like with comedy, I do a lot of gigs that are no money mm-hmm. and I'm doing it because it's how it works. Right. You got to get on stage, you got to work on new stuff. And then people immediately, when they know that they're like, why would you do that for no money? You know what I mean? It's like, this is a part of me working very hard. Yeah. Um, it's almost like an internship. Yeah. And it's just how it works. Yeah. So... I think because it's so layered and it just feels like an insult in so many ways. Because yeah. you want to be like, you have no idea how much time you have to put in for free. But I do not think you want to explain no, how the world works. No, but that's none of their business. <laughs> this person. Yeah, I think, and that's a response too. It's like, oh, I don't talk about things like that. And you could say that. Yeah, or you could say, oh, I just, you know, I really love it. So I'm just showing up to be the best I can be. Oh, I'm probably making 78% of what the men make. Yeah, you could make a joke <laughs> or you could be like, oh, I own an island, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I, so I guess you either sort of just shut it down politely or you just make a joke. Yeah, because once you start giving people information, it's over. Yeah, yeah, never explain. It's not their business. Yeah, never explain and never justify. So our next question says, the resource manager at work almost always spells my last name wrong. And since it's her job to connect me with people in our various offices, I think spelling matters. Can I correct her? Absolutely. Mm. Here's the thing. It's the resource manager. Here's the thing. I think you got to jump on these things early. It's like the plant in Little Shop of Horse. Once you give them a, a little drop of blood and now they grow, now it's too big. Now you just got to feed it. 
So I think unless you've jumped on this real early, it sounds like this has been going on a while. I don't think you. I don't think you can correct it. Oh, I think you can. I don't think you can pull Lisa aside and be like, "Look." No, you don't pull Lisa aside. You email Lisa back and go, "Oh my goodness, Lisa, I just noticed we've been spelling my name wrong." We we put we for the last ten we've years. We've been spelling my name wrong, uh-huh. and then you just write it out. Okay. Ha ha ha. So what's interesting is the person wrote this email, and actually their name is in the email. Their name is not complicated. At all. I know. I, that's why I feel like also the, the resource manager, that's their whole job. The whole they job. need to be corrected. And if you want to, if you want to couch it in a, ha I just noticed, have at it, but they need to be corrected. Well, I think another idea would be if this is all via email, when it probably is that when you get connected with some other department and be like, oh, you know, here's Barb, Barb can chime in and be like, oh, actually there was a typo in that last email. My last name is actually Smith. S-M-I-T-H. And she could in- do it in like an email. With with both people on yeah, it? Yeah, CC uh, Lisa from- I the- just feel like it's actually more embarrassing li- for Lisa if you tell her in a group email. I see. You want to just pull her aside. Just pull her aside and be like, I just noticed. Hee-hee. I think the solution is you get your credit card company on the phone and you file a dispute and you loudly spell your name to the customer service person in earshot of this woman. This woman is not going to notice you doing that. No. This woman hasn't noticed your I name spelling. I could be very loud. There's, this person is in a cloud of certainty that they are spelling your name right. Okay. You are going to have to point it out. Okay. You got to just clear the cloud. Yep. Okay. So you just like to have an email, which is like, oh my gosh, just noticed. I just noticed. Okay. And just like, oh, it's actually spelled this way. Yeah. And then she has to now fix this problem. She now has to fix it. Yeah, she can't keep doing it. No. Okay. So, so I think in general though, you got to jump on it when it first happens. Oh, yeah. Ideally, you would. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the solution there. And if you need solutions out there, send them to us. We'll be happy to figure it out. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna go back and forth until we find the right answer. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Not always the first time. But we'll also give you maybe two or three options. Yes. We're all about choices here. Yeah. So you have choices. You can send us a message through our website, whereyouraisedbywolves.com. You can also choose to send us a text message, 267-CALL-RBW. You can also leave us a voicemail there too. And there's more. Stay tuned. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors, you get new patterns, you recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their washed linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. (laughs) 
and we're back. And now is the part of the show where we play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. And so it's our opportunity to either vent about some bad etiquette thing that's happened to us this week, or we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So Leah, would you like to vent or repent? I would like to vent. Oh, cool. Okay. This happens often. Mm -hmm. And I know when people do it, I don't think it's, oh, actually, sometimes I actually think it's on purpose Mm. to drag you into the quagmire. But as somebody, I really try very hard to be positive and I do grateful lists and I don't try to talk negative about myself or other people. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed that a lot of people when they're anxious about something or they don't like something about myself themselves, they like to, we, they want to bring you into it and assume that you also feel that way about yourself. Give me an example. Like, don't you feel that now that we're old? Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it at all. And I'll be like, oh, I don't feel that way. Mm. And then, but I don't, it's not about me. They want to vent about something, but I don't need to be, I can be supportive and listen without you assuming that I have to feel that same way. So you like I statements, not we statements. Yeah, I'm happy to listen and be supportive, Mm -hmm. but don't throw me in. Yeah, You know what I mean? I, I feel like it also happens a lot with women and their body types. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like, don't you find that you can never find pants with, you know, ankles like that? And you're like, oh, <laughs> I have the same problem. If I didn't bring up my ankles, uh-huh. I don't have ankle problems. People at home are making this very. Uh, uh, to be fair, Leah's ankles, very nice. I'm very happy with my ankles. Very high quality I'm ankles. just trying to make it. But yeah, uh, definitely. I don't like hearing about your ankles. <laughs> and now I also have them in your mind. Right. I've had people be like, oh, I also have a big forehead. Do you think? And you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> and like, oh, do I have a big forehead <laughs> yeah, And then all of a sudden I'm a part of this group of yeah. people. Yeah. Like you could just talk to me and I'm happy to listen and be supportive. I recently had a guy who uh, doesn't have children bring me into his, don't you find we're meaningless? And I was like, do you think maybe you want to just share and talk with me without, it doesn't have to be me. It could just be you. Yeah. And we can just talk about it. I've never thought about this, but yeah, this is true. And this is maddening. It really makes me crazy because that person just wants to talk and they need to get it out and they want to vent. And I, for me to be my most supportive, you need to take me out of the equation. Yeah. Okay. So because a lot of the times I don't feel those feelings. Right. And even if I did, I don't want to be reminded of this. I, I don't want to be reminded. And also maybe I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So don't do this. Oh, drives me crazy. So what drives me crazy? And I'm going to vent. Tell me. Surprise. Elevators. You know, I don't, this is not even an etiquette thing, maybe, because I don't think it's an etiquette rule, but I really do not like being in an elevator. I'm, I'm so excited for this. And people are talking. Like to each other, not even just like on the phone, which we all know is rude. You should not be on the phone in an elevator. But I actually don't like when two people are talking and enter the elevator and continue the conversation. Really? I don't like that. What if they What if they talk like this? See, they don't. They always maintain the same volume as if they were outside of the elevator. But even at a whisper, like it's a very small space. And I am part of your conversation now. And I don't like that. I really would rather you just hold your conversation. And if you're in an elevator with me and we're chatting, I will pause us. Okay. And I'll wait 30 seconds until we're I'm done. I'm glad I know this about you yeah. before we go on the road And together. so that's why it's like, I don't think it's an etiquette thing. It's just me being sort of crazy, but I don't enjoy it. And it and it makes me upset. I know you're saying that people don't do this. What if people brought it to a whisper? I guess if you bring it to a very sultry ASMR type whisper. Yes. And I was tingling, then okay. Because I understand that you 
or like, hey, we're now in a shared small space. Exactly. Be aware of other people. Yes. And it's always it's always small. Mm-hmm. We're not in a big freight elevator. Nobody's in big elevators. And so it's just, it just feels intrusive of my psychic space. Okay. And I wish people were more mindful of my psychic space. Okay. So that's my vent and I stand by it. I love it. I guess that's our show. No, so. we're going to say nice things. Oh, right. We're going to say nice things. <laughs> so that reminds me, Leah wanted to do this thing where we like, I was say, adamant. <laughs> we're like, we're always just talking about bad things people do. <laughs> True. That's the show. But what if we said nice things? So, okay. I just think it'd be so nice to like recognize kindnesses. Okay. So. Cause it, it rolls out. Uh-huh. Pay it forward. Okay. So what is some nice etiquette thing that's happened to you? I was going to the grocery store mm. and you know, it's like a market store. It doesn't matter, but there's two swinging doors. You know what I mean? It's and, a saloon. Yeah. It's like a saloon store okay. and it's a wild west and there were gunfights and this man held the door for me and multiple people. And he held it in a way, usually when people hold doors for you in New York, they make you aware that they hate your guts. Yes. And you better keep it moving. And he held it, stepped back, was like, oh, was like lovely. Wow. And I felt lovely. And the two people that came in after me felt lovely. And then on the way out, I stepped, I always hold the door, but I did it with a much brighter smile. And I stepped back and all the people... And I let everybody who was going go and everybody said, thank you, which Uh honestly never happens. And it was just like this delightful in and out of a moment of community at the, at the market. Wow. Okay. Delightful. What a treat. It was such a treat. I guess if I had to pick one nice thing that's happened, I will say it has been quite lovely getting notes from our listeners who have said nice things about our little show. It's so nice. Uh, Because believe it or not, and we don't like to say how the sausage gets made, but I stay up very late at night editing this thing myself. You work so hard. In my little apartment. And so it is very nice when you're just sort of like alone in your apartment, like editing out Leah's ums. (laughs) Which there are a lot. There are a few. And and it's very nice that like you are doing this and it's sort of then you release it into the wild and you don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know who's listening to this thing and just sort of gets in the ether and that's the end of it. So it is very nice when people actually like have heard it and took the time to listen to it and then like took the time to say something nice. And then that's very nice. It's so, so nice. I do appreciate people like slipping into our DMs or sending a nice email being like, oh, I really just like this thing and this is nice. So I appreciate that. That is very lovely. So that is my thank you for your thank you. So keep it coming because um, I need the validation. <laughs> and we are empty, empty. <laughs> we are empty vessels and we need to be filled. So thank you. What have we learned? I really feel like you took all of the stress out of how to order wine. Great. You know, because I, I've i seen it happen mm-hmm. and, and I always think I would never order wine. I have seen people lick corks. It has happened and it is bonkers. But I also think people are so stressed about what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it's an intimidating sort of it situation. It feels so intimidating. Yeah. And now, you know, you're just making sure it's not bad. Right. You're like, oh, this is what I ordered. And it's not, it hasn't turned to vinegar. That's and it. I can handle that. Voila. Done. And I learned that I guess kindness won't kill me. Yes. It might open up a a heart, you know. Well, that's going a little far. Okay. But it won't kill me. No, it won't kill you. And that's all that matters. It might come back and make something more wonderful happen. Well, time will tell. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. 
And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom engraved social stationery. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a nice review. And feel free to follow us on Instagram. You can slip into our DMs. Yes, slip in. We love it. (laughs) Slip in. Slip into those DMs. And feel free to buy some official merch. Buy a tote bag. Oh, I have the sweatshirt. I love it. It's so soft. I have a sweatshirt. It's really good. Yeah. I wear it everywhere. So check that out. And we'll see you next time. Please come back. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wilde. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wilde. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.